Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today, I have Laura Gareppi. She is the owner of Everyday by the Lake LLC, a freelance written content creation company that helps busy business owners stay top of mind with their target audience. Um, I personally have met Laura um, at FinCon um, back in 2019, I believe. Gosh, it feels so long ago, but she's a really cool person. And it's funny because we actually like met, and I'm doing air quotes here, um, on Twitter. (laughs) And then we had the opportunity to meet in person. Um, But she is an awesome, phenomenal person. She's also a business coach to new and aspiring freelancers and runs an online resource hub for them called Before You Go Freelance. In addition, she helps other writers get clear on their message, plan their content, and produce compelling written works. Hey, how are you, Laura? I'm doing amazing, Tiff. Thank you so much for the warm welcome and for having me on the show. Oh, absolutely. Um, When you reached out, I was like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) you can definitely come on the show. Um, I love you so much. We spent, you know, a a little bit of time together during FinCon and it was awesome to like just kind of meet people in person, put a face to the name, (laughs) you know, that type of thing. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we interact with so many people online that it's it's always uh, a great thing when you can bring them into your your real life world. Exactly, exactly. Um, So let's get right into it. Like you are, I look up to you as like a freelance writing golden goddess. And (laughs) um, of course, I want to get all the juice on how this works, because like we were saying before, I popped on the mic, um, we were saying that, you know, when I was at FinCon and hearing all the freelance writers, you know, there's like, oh, I make 10,000 a month doing freelance writing or, you know, 5,000 a month or what have you. And I'm like, really just for writing? Yeah, it's kind of incredible. I mean, I know some folks that, um, you know, bring in 20, $30,000 a month writing and it's just wild to me. I mean, they're, they're machines and they work, you know, quite a lot of hours. So I'm not sure I'll ever achieve that level, but um, you can definitely uh, bring in a really nice salary just by writing. Nice, nice. And that's what I tell people all the time. And, you know, the audience probably heard it a thousand times on this podcast, but it doesn't matter what you enjoy doing. Somebody's going to pay for it. Yes, ma'am. You just have to find that market. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what really blew my mind, like just thinking about the freelance writing space is that, you know, all of the popular websites that we frequent, most of them are freelance writers, not staff writers, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, some, some of the really big sites may have started off with staff writers. And then I feel like over time, Um, As maybe the company changes hands or a new business model uh, takes effect, they actually transition into using freelance writers. Um, And then some major websites actually use a combination of the two. So it's kind of interesting as you navigate and work with different clients to find out exactly how things operate behind the scenes. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, 
if somebody loves to write like you do, what's the first step? Like, how do they get into this business? Well, if you've never been published before, because some some journalists um, actually transition into content writing, you know, either because they get burnt out on reporting or, you know, their job dried up because unfortunately newspapers are, are downsizing, then you really have to just start by getting published somehow. And that's through your own website or blog. Um, So I definitely advocate brand new writers to start a blog about a uh, specific topic that they're really interested in and knowledgeable about so that they can, can construct multiple articles to demonstrate both their writing abilities and their expertise in the subject matter. And as they're cultivating that initial body of work, they should go about um, broadening their network. So that should include other freelance writers to uh, basically commiserate with and get guidance from and other bloggers um, who can also basically show you the ropes of online writing and then also potential clients, because even though you may not be ready at that moment to start making money, you will be soon. And once you have those initial blog posts under your belt and you start networking with people in the online business community, you can reach out to some of those contacts and um, try to do a guest post for another website. Now, these opportunities are usually unpaid, but it gives you the opportunity to add a piece of your writing to someone else's Uh, digital space, which then gives you basically the bragging rights to say that you've been published elsewhere other than your own website. And from there, you can start to pursue some entry-level gigs and over time that spirals into a full-time living. So there's definitely a process to go through, which takes some time and some effort, but if you uh, stick with it, it can really pay off. Awesome. Awesome. And you know, it's funny that you say that because that's similar to the steps that I was taking without even knowing that I was taking them. (laughs) Um, So like, you know, when I started Money Talk with Tiff as a blog, it was just to chronicle my journey to be debt free by 30, never monetized it at all (laughs) for like the first, you know, couple of years or so. And then I went to FinCon and then I was like, oh, so you mean to tell me I can get paid to do this? And so then I, you know, Uh, interfaced with some of the brands. And when I got home, I actually had my first freelance writing gig with um, a company. And I was like, well, that was easy (laughs) because I didn't know that, like, I thought, that I would have to do all the editing and all that stuff. But really, I just wrote a really, really simple piece. And then, you know, they sent it to an editor, then they sent it back, then they sent it to the editor. You know, it was like a back and forth. And then finally it was done. And and I was like, that took me no time at all. So I, I feel like... It's just something that a lot of people don't realize is out there as a career opportunity. Um, And so, you know, I'm so glad (laughs) that I came across you and FinCon and all of that stuff because it definitely opened my eyes. And hopefully that's what we can accomplish with this podcast right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, having the opportunity to speak with other online entrepreneurs is always eye opening because there's there's always ways to make money that never occurred to you before. And and honestly, when I quit my job in 2018, I wasn't even sure what I was going to do. And freelance writing just kind of jumped up and bit me and then I ran with it. And so, you know, just becoming aware of that as, a, as a, an avenue to make real money was 
one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Awesome. Awesome. So give us some insight into like how the process goes. Okay. So let's say for instance, um, somebody's like, oh yeah, I love writing. And then they start the blog. Now, once they start the blog and let's say they get their first contract, first freelance writing gig, how does that process go? Um, Like, do they need to um, pitch something or um, once they pitch, do like, how does it all work? (laughs) I have so many questions. (laughs) Well, it really does depend on the client. Um, So, you know, I have some clients that are like, oh, here, I have this entire content calendar and I just want you to work on it from start to finish. Um, Then I have other clients that want to collaborate on a month to month basis to generate topic ideas for their site. And then others still are like, no, I want you to come up with all of the ideas because I, you know, that's why I hired you. I don't have time to think about content. And so it can really vary. And, and, On the one hand, it's um, frustrating because I don't have any black and white insight to provide to people. It's not always going to go one way. But on the other hand, it's extremely interesting. And you get to learn a lot very quickly just by working with um, different clients who have different needs and different ways of doing things. And so kind of the bottom line is it depends. You know, it it always depends. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, when it comes to like your um, company, do you do um, different kinds of topics or do you stick around one topic or, you know, a category? So I started off in personal finance because I too um, started a, a blog about my money journey, but that branched out. You know, I have a background in human resources, so I do a lot in the career space. Um, I also write about small business and entrepreneurship since I'm a you know I'm a freelance coach and a small business owner. Um, but even beyond that, I've taken one-offs like a pest control company, a behavioral assessment company, uh, an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Uh, and, and just some other things that don't necessarily fit into my main three categories. And I really love doing that because it gives me the opportunity to research new things, learn new things, not get so bored with sticking, um, you know, writing the same thing over and over again. And it gives me the chance to segue and break into new niches. So it's like now I I can apply to write for medical websites because I've written for the ear, nose and throat doctor. And so that kind of gives me a leg up on somebody that doesn't have that specific experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's quite interesting. So um, when you are you know, writing and things, do you always have to research? I'm just thinking about the people that do not like researching. <laughs> Well, I suppose once I've written about a topic several times, and that's come up, you know, quite a bit, having been in the personal finance space for a while, it doesn't require a ton of research. But if you're unfamiliar with a topic, especially if it's technical in nature, most of the time you will have to do at least some research, either by reading um, things that have been written before through reputable websites or conducting interviews. You'll need to get that intel to make sure that what you're writing is accurate and, and current and up to date. Absolutely. So I know everybody wants to know, like... If I I really enjoy writing, I don't have the capacity to do a whole book. So I want to get into freelance writing. 
is it going to be worth my time? Like, is the money good? Or, you know, is it like struggle bus, like a typical artist for a little while until, um, you know, you kind of catch on? What are your thoughts around that? (laughs) I mean, I will say there's a, a ramp up period. Everyone's journey is going to look a bit different. But for me, you know, um, three years ago, when I got started, I was making like $50 an article, which, you know, is pretty low considering the effort that I had to put in to create it. But now, um, all this time later, you know, I have clients that pay me $500 an article. And so it's really up to you as a business owner, because that's what you are as a, as a freelance writer, um, or any freelancer to go out and try to acquire Um, new and better business on an ongoing basis. That way you can over time retire some of those lower paying clients in favor of those that, um, you know, more adequately compensate you for your time and effort. Okay. And I have another question. So have you heard of like freelance writers kind of like outsourcing, maybe like the SEO aspect or maybe the research aspect of the written piece? Yeah, I know some freelance writers have uh, virtual assistants that can help with those types of tasks, um, especially the research piece and then maybe some proofreading. And I personally don't really do that at this stage. I'm not totally against it, but I think the um, key thing is just to be mindful um, and maintain control over the process, even if you do subcontract out part of the work, because at the end of the day, you're turning in the piece and you want to make sure that it's a quality um, product. Right, right. Because I mean, ultimately, it's going to reflect you, right? They, they're they not going to know about the back end stuff that happened. They're just going to be like, oh, this is Laura's piece. Let's see if it's good or not. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So even if you, you know, have someone help you, you need to make sure that whatever they're doing is up to your standards and the standards of of the client. Right. And I feel like that is the difficult part about being an entrepreneur and, you know, originally doing everything yourself. When you do try to hire help, and I just had this happen to me, um, it doesn't quite, you know, it doesn't quite work out how you think it's going to work out or you have to do a lot of babysitting, or you're like, oh, if I would have did it, it would have been like this, (laughs) you know, that type of thing. So, you know, like Laura said, just be aware that, you know, whatever you put out, and it doesn't matter if you're doing freelance writing, um, selling hot dogs (laughs) on the street, whatever, um, it's going to be a reflection of you. So like when, when you're thinking about your suppliers and so like, let's say you're getting into the freelance space and you want to hire a researcher that is now one of your suppliers, you have to make sure that it's quality work or your business is going to be affected. Um, They're not going to be affected. They're just going to have another client and another client, (laughs) you know, that type of thing um, until people catch on. But it's very, very, very important that, as entrepreneurs, especially if you're currently doing everything solo, when you do start to hire help, that they are doing it to the best of their ability and they're putting out quality work. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. And I, I think you made a great point about the handholding. Um, I, I think that you know, should be an expectation of, of an, any entrepreneur, um, just kind of throwing back to my HR days when we would bring new people into the company, they need proper onboarding. They need to know 
um, how um, they need to do things, what your expectations are. And so um, you'll have to invest the time up front to make sure they have all of that knowledge and guidance, because without it, you can't really expect them to do the work you want them to do because they don't really understand what's expected of them. Exactly. And honestly, and this is a moment of transparency, I feel that's where I dropped the ball. Um, I don't feel like I trained the person well enough. So I can't really blame them. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was actually blaming myself. I was like, you know, I tried to bring somebody on at a period where I was way too busy to even give them the necessary training that they needed. And so I can't be upset if they deleted an email that I really needed because they didn't know, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so it's like, I can't even be mad at that. Um, But anyway, so let's switch gears a little bit because, you know, you have every day by the lake and everything. And that's mainly what I know you from. Um, So with your personal finance blog, do you still write on that or do you mainly focus on content for clients now? So admittedly, I haven't updated the Everyday by the Lake website for a while. That was my original blog. Um, Right now, basically, it just stands as um, a way to advertise my writing services. I do a lot of writing for clients, obviously, but in 2020, I started a brand new website um, called Before You Go Freelance to um, offer resources to um, new and aspiring freelancers to give them some guidance. And so there's a blog there and a podcast there. Um, And while I don't update the blog there as often as I should, because as you know, Tiff, it's incredibly time consuming to to create a a solid blog post. Um, Those uh, articles are definitely much more current than what's on my old site. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. It's like people really don't understand how much (laughs) goes into maintaining a blog, maintaining a podcast, maintaining all your social media, all that stuff around, you know, what you're blogging about, you know, and to keep your audience engaged. It's a whole like it really requires a whole team, but a lot of us do it by ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. And, and with life and, you know, having to focus on the immediate income generating opportunities, sometimes it just it's easy to drop the ball on those things that don't necessarily have uh, an instant yield. So uh, I'll be the first one to admit that, you know, I'll miss weeks for podcast episodes and I'll uh, leave my blog stale for a couple months at a time. So, you know, not proud of it, but it basically happens when you're trying to do everything yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. My podcast audience knows um, <laughs> it was, I was going good once a week, releasing them th- every Thursday. And then, you know, you get too busy. And then next thing you know, you look up <laughs> and it's a whole month has passed and there's no podcast episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> oh yes ma'am I mean the only thing that makes me feel better is that uh you know I, I'm still building this body of work that will exist even if I don't release it on the original schedule I intended to so at least you're still contributing um you know to the to the empire that you're building over time absolutely now I do remember I did do a piece for you before and I just want to thank you publicly on this podcast because that was actually 
actually, I want to say my first piece that I wrote for someone else. And it was part of Laura's Financially Dumb, Personally Brilliant <laughs> series, which I love. Um, and I wrote an article about income is replaceable, health is not. So when I was quitting corporate and, you know, <laughs> I literally had an asthma attack <laughs> when I was getting ready for work, like collapsed in the bathroom floor and... I was just like, this is not it. <laughs> this is not it. Because I was like, if I was to die right here, right now, nobody would care. I would just be replaced by tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I just want to thank you so much. And for the audience, I will have a link to that um, article as well um, in the show notes. So that way you can check it out because she does really awesome. Now, granted, this was like a few years ago <laughs> when I did this, but there's a lot of good content on her website um, that still applies to this day. So I just wanted to thank you and just shout that out. <laughs> well, I, I thank you for writing the piece and you, you took me back bringing that up. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, I had that series. And now I, now I remember your story. Um, and it was, it was a, a great article. So I, I definitely encourage anyone listening to go check that out. Thank you so much, Laura, for all of your insight into freelance writing. Um, Y'all I'm telling you. It is a, a great way if you love writing, let's say you already have a blog or you're in the process of writing a book or whatever. Um, it's a great way to just generate some income, you know, some quick income. I don't really freelance as often as I would like to. But when I did, I was like, oh, this was easy money, <laughs> you know? Um, so definitely look into it. And Laura is a, a great resource. And with that being said, Laura, how can people find you if they're interested in getting into freelance writing or your coaching services? Um, well, yes. And thank you. Thank you for uh, giving the opportunity for me to kind of shout myself out a little bit. Um, so uh, my main website for freelancing resources is beforeyougofreelance.com. And um, I'm happy to chat with anybody um, via email. So you can always just shoot me a note at laura at everydaybythelake.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura. And I will have all of Laura's links in the show notes for you all to digest at your leisure. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I hope you do, too. Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwitht.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Talk to you soon.